You're listening to the 40s Project Podcast with no catchphrases, no cheesy quotes, just a couple of average country chicks keeping it real, raw, and sometimes risque. We need to dust Phil off. It's been a while, Phil. It has. We've missed you. Phil might have been sitting around collecting dust, but we certainly weren't, were we? We've been busy ladies. Of course, we love that saying. Ladies. I'm, ladies. I'm not busy. So, how's your new job and your love life? Oh, that was ages ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Both of them are over. <laughs> Shit, how things change between episodes, hey? <laughs> no. no, it's been a really big time mm. uh, for both of us. It has, a huge time. Um, I, I probably learnt a lot in my uh, short stint working in the city mm-hmm. and one of those things was um, not much of a city person uh, and I do have a... A really big passion for country people, you know, my passion for writing, my passion for country people, communities, and just advocating, volunteering, and doing all of that really shone through when I was in the city. And how different it is there. Yeah. Yes. Very different. Just the fact that people don't understand, like, there's this sort of stereotype that we live this kind of mundane, kind of simple life. Like, no. We are so busy because we are the people behind our communities that are yeah. fucking running them and we we work our asses off. We don't get much spare time. No, no. Um, and even some people that do live in the country, I don't think, get how things work. It's like this doesn't happen without volunteer power and yeah. um, communities there are, rallying together. Yeah, there are definitely yeah, two types, but I don't know. Yeah, and everybody's wired a bit differently, but my, my, my wiring goes... You know, if these communities are going to be sustainable for my children and their children and whatever, we got to get in and chip in and... Mm. Um, Just do your little bit. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. So that prompted a little bit of a life change. It did prompt a life change. I believe I was away on holiday with my family in Sydney, Sydney, which was awesome. It was a good trip. I thought we'd squeeze that last one in. Mm. Call is 18. He'll probably travel with us again, I think. If we're paying, he will. Oh, so true. it was just a nice... <laughs> Money, you want to come along to? <laughs> yeah, so it was just—it was a nice getaway. Sydney was expensive, but a great experience. I'd love to go back to Manly. That's yeah. really nice. There. Never Beautiful. really been to Sydney. Mm, that's good. You know, all the expensive put me, puts me off. Give me Bali any day. Yeah, it is expensive. Okay, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but I was in Manly when I got a phone call from you, mm. and it was a business proposition. It wasn't out of left field, though. No, it wasn't actually. No, it would be. Something had been bubbling. Probably since we started doing this. Like, yeah. We've quite enjoyed podcasting. It's a voluntary thing because you fuckers don't pay anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a community service. Yeah, it's a community service. I don't know which community. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. Our creativity kind of just started taking over when we did this and Mm. we got a little bit of confidence in ourselves and we realised that we could work together quite well. And um, most things can be solved with a glass of bird in hand. And an hour and a half phone call. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, mm. that is a good basis to start a brand new business. True. And a br- yes, brand new, exciting. Probably for me, a little, you know, a, a learning curve and a I've got to back myself in. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's fine. I can do this. Absolutely I'm not an imposter. Well, like I said, do you think the Prime Minister went to bed the night before the election and said, yep, I'm going to be a bloody great Prime Minister? He was shitting his pants. (laughs) He was going, I'm going to have to fake it till I make it and I'll be fine. I'm good at this and this and this and I'm going to have to improvise for this. And And I think that's where. Yeah, and I think most people do. Except for Donald Trump. I didn't think that. And now where is he? He's 
he still thinks he's the president. So. Yeah, but I think he's like had to bail himself out of jail this week. Oh, really? Mm, yeah, no. Lots of shit's going down with old Trump. Yeah, hopefully he ends up in jail where yeah, he should he be. Yeah, a shit. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think everyone is like that when they start off something yeah. new. There's, so it was there's a little similar bit. to the time where I knocked on your door with Phil. Yeah, and said, hey, I've got an idea because you're the ideas girl, really. I've got this vision. No, but we all talk about it, but no one ever, yeah, ever does yeah, it. Put People it talk action. about, oh, we should do this and we should do this. You tell me we should do something and I'll fucking do it. Yeah, that, that's very true. You do. <laughs> <laughs> you go, and I've got, you know, I've got a logo and an idea. <laughs> what do you think? Are you in or you're out? I mean, that is a good grounds for a business. It is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right we there. nailed the logo collars first mm-hmm. up. That was the most important thing. Oh, and didn't look back. Yeah, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. No, and uh, yeah. So you came mm. home from holidays. Came home from holidays. Talked to Trent about it. Said if, and it just felt like if we don't do this now, mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. Yeah. And I think the stars aligned, um, and there was stuff going on in the media world where we thought, you know, it's a just change a, needs a, to be a, made. A, yeah, absolutely. And we found, well, there was a gap. There was a pretty obvious gap, I think. Yeah, um, and that was. Um, having something available to all regional areas of South Australia, um, like a media platform where those regions could connect, you know, advertise their businesses, hear stories of like human interest stories, mm-hmm. stories of, you know, the old bloke that's been, you know, cockling at Victor Harbour for how many, you know, just little stories like that that we used to read about all the time yeah. or hear about mm-hmm. or see on the news and now I just, I don't know where they've gone but the people are still there but the stories just don't seem to be shared as much. Oh, true. So we're going to fix that, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We met with our web designer who is Honeycomb Design Up in Clare. Yeah, because we wanted to do, you know, we want to employ regional people to do our stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was really excited to hear about. Which is exactly what, our, what we needed. Yes. And I think that gave us a little boost to go. We don't want hey. anything but your excitement. <laughs> <laughs> so she was, yeah, brilliant, um, has uh, built our website um, and in a week's time. Yeah. So from there we, we we got a Facebook page for Greater SA and an Instagram page and we've just been popping little snippets from each region. Basically we've only been able to do events and stuff and Yeah. Just um, to gain some traction and get our yeah. name out there. But hmm. yeah, as of next week, our website's going live and, and there's some wonderfully written content on there. Yeah, so you'll be able to listen to oh, listen to. We should do audio. Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, write that down in the ideas. Um, you'll be able to read brand new content every day from all corners of SA regional. Hmm. I've already done a few stories. Tell us about the most recent one that you've done or one of them that you've done, the Cooper Petey story. Oh, the Cooper Petey story. And that just uh, that just was something that fueled my, yes, mm. this is, this is, that is my passion for regional SA mm-hmm. and community. So there was... Oh, Back in 1993, there was a really horrific bus accident um, about 80 kilometres north of Coober and it was a school trip from Melbourne. Uh, they were doing Central Australia. That's a massive it's a thing trip. to take on, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, they were out, uh, you know, out back South Australia when um, their bus just got caught up in loose gravel on a corner and overturned. Um, I think there was about 30 students on the bus and a lot of them were trapped. There were no mobile no mobile phones then and, yeah, it was pretty horrific. I, I recall it happening. Um, 
because my dad was in the, yes, like voluntary CFS and SES and not up that way, but, of course, you know, grapevine. Yeah. I probably saw it on the nine news at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so these two blokes just recently, this to mark the 30-year anniversary, they came back from Melbourne and so they, these were two passengers. Yeah, two they students. were students at the time. They came over and they're going to do a documentary on the accident. Wow. So um, are they filmmakers or journos? Or? Uh, I think one of them, yeah, has a has a background in filmmaking. Um, and, yeah, so they came back to Cooper PD, which I think was a – it jogged a lot of memories mm, for a lot of people, be. like both yeah. them and the com- – Yeah, community because they lost a student in that accident. They actually thought um, that actually started to pitch tents and you know prepare campfires and um, expect that they might be there for twenty four hours. Wow! And when a passing truck came across them, took the driver, injured bus driver, into Cooper PD, and then uh, it was quite funny. This uh, uh, fella that I was talking to said, um, you know, hour or so later, all these. Vehicles started rocking up, just mm-hmm. private vehicles, and these blokes getting out in their shorts and thongs. And well, they were the they were part of the voluntary mine rescue oh, wow. group. Okay. Um, and yeah, so they got out there and yeah, started to to free a few people. Seven ambulances got flat tires on the way out there. Seven, seven ambulances got flat oh tires on gosh. the way out. And you can't imagine where how far they would have come from. Ask you where the hell did they come? I don't from? not know. They must have come from far and wide, and they must have been out there for a very gosh. long time before they got everybody. Was there back. flying doctors? Uh, yeah, I think there were yeah. flying doctors at that time because some of their money, if they make money, they said that there's not a lot of money in you know cinematography. But um, yeah, they want to donate money to oh, wow. the Cooper PD community and the Royal Flying Doctors. <clears throat> so they lost lost a, a student in that accident, and yeah, it's kind of you know something that stuck with them forever. Mm. So they returned, and they just were in awe of the community. Yeah. There were still people there. You know, they probably thought everybody's moved on. Nobody's going to know anything about this. No, mm-hmm. like Betty in the post office was still there. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, yeah, people had a lot of vivid memories from it. And these fellas just said, like, they were so far from home and they were just kids and this whole community just pre- treated them like that. They were mm-hmm. their family and they, you know, they bundled mattresses in and um, bedding and food and whipped up everything. Yeah. And that's, just, a, that's just country towns at their best, isn't it? Like as horrible as tragedies are, often they really it's just, bring out the best. It's just what they communities. do. Yeah, it is. And we, they do. And, and another thing he was in awe of is he said that, you know, old mate that was out there, you know, volunteering and, and rescuing them mm. was, uh, you know, he was a volunteer, been a volunteer for 40 years, but he's still in his spare time when he's not working or volunteering, he's out fundraising for, you know, Jaws mm. of Life and uh, all, all of those things. Like it's just yeah. nothing seems to be handed to the country communities on a platter and they they fight for, they go for work grants, hard. they work mm. hard and, yeah, it, it pays off for everybody in the end. Oh, um, I can't wait. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, yeah. It was just it just reiterated, you know, why, you know, why I like to mm. seek out these, you know, little people people human interest stories and plus just his story like someone from you know melbourne who the penny had just dropped and he'd realized what a country community was all mm. about and i'm like yes that's that's i i i recall sitting in the cfs station at lock hill and mm. um you know talking to people that coming in there was a there was a bus crash there once and, and dad was a volunteer and you know we 
a lot of times we would meet people, I think my grandparents, they were also, grandpa was a CFS volunteer, well, he became friends with someone he pulled out of a car and, you know, oh, they wow. talked forever and I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's just country community and I, mm. I think a lot of people fail to understand how they work. It's certainly not the simple life. It's, yeah, it's a busy life. We we don't have the services. I did another story recently for another publication and, you know, the local CFS were, you know, all volunteers and the ambulance are all volunteers. Mm. And, you know, they were saying, oh, there's no volunteers for the ambulance, so we have to take over. It's like, yeah. And there's and that was too well. So there's heaps of um, city people moving out yeah, there. And they've yeah. got no idea that the people that are going to pull them out of disaster yeah, right. are just are volunteers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. so... Yeah, bravo. And that's why I'm so passionate about country. (laughs) (laughs) With a voice like that. (laughs) In all seriousness, all we're asking people to do is is like it, click on the links, read stories. Don't even read stories, just click on the fucking link. Um, (laughs) Read the stories. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a great service for regional essays. And it reminds me of that Jerry Maguire movie when Tom Cruise is saying to the character that Cuba Gooding Jr. plays, help me help you. And I feel like that's what we're saying to regional you. SA. Yeah. Help <laughs> us help you because the bigger, you know, I don't want to say the bigger we are, but the, the more reach our yeah. platform gets, the better it is for businesses, the better it is for regions, yeah. the better it is for everyone. Well, community events, organisations, yeah. services, yeah. everything. So help me, help me. Well, that's the sound for Bobby Dazzler. Oh, I reckon we've we've already touched on a Bobby Dazzler. We probably have actually. Yeah. That is our Bobby Dazzler. Uh, I've guess... got to, I've got to add to that though that being able to work in my pajamas with no bras on is kind of nice sometimes. <laughs> a little oh. Bobby Dazzler. Well, whilst it is good, I think it's probably a bit of a Barry Crocker for me because <laughs> I take that to the nth degree. And um, yeah, I think I've realised I've got a little bit of an ADHD. Brain, Do you think? So... <laughs> picked that up a while ago <laughs> so uh yeah it could be dangerous but um mm. I guess working from home in my last role taught me and, and that was solid working from home like yeah. you know, you'd think you'd get time to do things I'm like I don't even have time to get to the toilet like no. this is hardcore so but the good thing for me is because my creative brain works well really late at night so if I want to work yes. till midnight and then have a bit of a sleep in yeah you can yeah yeah because I'm my own boss <laughs> unless you're going to tell me off no because I'm kind of Maybe sometimes doing the same thing. Oh, we have a lot of – my dad happens to be in one of our chat groups and he's like, oh, I know. the shit that you girls talk at 1am. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Vaughan. I actually gone, shit, that was late. That might wake up Vaughan. <laughs> oh, I don't think it would. I don't think you'd hear it over his snoring machine. <laughs> Barry Crocker? Oh, what is a Barry What's Crocker? your Barry Crocker? Oh, no, I didn't give my Bobby Dazzler. I am um, – coming to the end of a very long-winded settlement and divorce. So I guess that is a Bobby Dazzler for me. That mm-hmm. um, I don't know. just feels like this little weight has lifted off my shoulders. So we need to do something to celebrate that. Bake a cake. I did ask for a marijuana cake. Make <laughs> <laughs> marijuana cake. Sure, I don't know how I'm going to get marijuana, but sure. Yeah, and it's not something I'd. <laughs> marijuana cake and a night on the town. Yeah, it's not. It's not. My usual (laughs) ingredients in a cake, but um, have you ever eaten anything with marijuana? Oh, we went on a we went on a um a houseboat trip when I was about nineteen, and someone bought some some home baked biscuits, and 
Oh, did you know? The rest was history. Oh, <laughs> did you know it? Was... Yeah, and I just, but I was I was a little bit more safe than everyone else. I just said, oh, you'll have a nibble of one. And then I sat back and watched everybody else be totally fucking wasted. Oh, <laughs> no. The weirdest experience of my life. Oh, I've never done that. <laughs> someone That's pacing up and down the passage going, everybody hates me. Nobody here likes oh, me. No. <laughs> and uh, someone else on the back deck naked with a chop and a sausage on them. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but... <laughs> Glad that I only had a small portion. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll just put a pin in that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Get on the edibles. <laughs> Jesus, Abby. <laughs> How's that? Is this a good life move? Because neither of us Barry don't have a Barry Crocker. I was a whinging old bitch last episode. Mm-hmm. Whinge arama. Look at you. No, no Barry Crockers. It'll come back. I mean, we'll probably finish this episode and go, oh, we should have fucking talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good sign. Yeah, it is a good mm-hmm. sign. And spring mm-hmm. is in the air and that's always a good time for me. I think that changes things Pull too. my head out my ass and mm. get out in the garden, get a bit of fresh air. So maybe that's what's helped our mood. Oh, we both had a bit of a listen. I have, I've only listened to a little bit of it, but mm. the Hannah Clark podcast. I'm on the last episode, I think, <clears throat> now. I haven't quite finished it. Every episode, bar one, I cried in. Mm. So going into it, I'm like, it's going to be an emotional. Your head has to be in the right space to listen to it. It's uh, a pretty full on. And story. I'm really bad at if I if my head isn't isn't in the right space for an amount of time seeking out those. Really oh, you go things. morbid, goes morbid. Yeah, yeah right. which is not good. And I listen to podcasts in the car. So the few that I've listened to, I'm like, oh, I can't cry because, you know, I'm about to rock up somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just really disturbing. Oh, what um, was that thing you watched that you were oh, traumatised? Yeah, I'm still traumatised. It was a Netflix movie called The Impossible and it was based on a true story of a family that <laughs> I don't know how because it was like the impossible, survived the Boxing Day tsunami in Phuket. It was very graphic and there were kids in it. So, and, yeah, what they went through. And I keep thinking of where are they now? Like I I want to see those kids now because there were bits in there that I went, I wouldn't want to survive. Oh. Yeah, it was. And see morbid me goes, oh, I want to watch that now. I bet you do. Mm. I imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, if – if you like watching a very, very hard hitting. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Is yeah. that on Netflix? Yeah, it is. But okay. Yeah. Messed me up for a bit. Yeah, it did. Because mm. you've been talking about it for a while. So, mm. oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. But the good thing with the Hannah Clark podcast is that, you know, hats off to them for being able to sit and talk about that. Like, oh. I've been through one of the most horrific things you could ever be. Her through. parents are incredible. Yeah. Lost incredible. their daughter and three children to a. A monster that mm. burnt them alive uh, in a vehicle in Queensland, and her coercive control, and, and it sort of set the ball rolling a lot more for coercive control. Yes, and and hers, you know, there were signs of it, but it really wasn't until she left him that the coercive control really yeah. started, and that and that is a, a really triggery thing for me because yeah, it's not. Sometimes it can happen after you walk out the door and when they realise you're not coming back because that's when they mm. lose control and they start to do, do the manic yeah. clutching for control. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah, I was really pleased to see the government have put some money in and they're starting to do advertising campaigns mm. here in South Australia for coercive control, just yep. just teaching people what it's about, that, you know, it isn't, you know, it is domestic violence. It's not the pinning up against the wall and slapping the shit out of. Mm. It's that, you know, 
taking you away from your friends, taking financial control yeah. away from Checking you. Checking your phone, wanting yeah. to know where you are all the time. Bugging your fucking car and, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. And you caught up with your friend. I did, yeah. Mm. It was really nice to see her on the other side of, you know, the, the DVO, but it's got a different acronym now, Intervention Order. Yeah. So, um, so hers sort of started after she left as well. Uh, no, it started before that. Oh, that's right. And it was just he his behaviour just changed, changed, and she was he was accusing her of all sorts of stuff yeah. and having affairs, which she wasn't. It was just mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. And it's been such a long road, mm-hmm. but now to see that okay, the intervention order is in place. It's in place for twelve months. Just the relief of like it's done and yep. it's finished, and you know he can he had this certain amount of time to contest it. And he can contest again in 12 months, Mm -hmm. but it will cost money for him to do that. So she's fairly sure he Mm -hmm. won't go down that path. Uh, And, yeah, just just the relief and the the ability now to go, okay, now I can start making movements forward in my life. How do you ever trust again? Oh, my God. And I think that's the hardest part. She feels like such a fool, Mm -hmm. such a fool. and. One of her good friends was like, but we liked him too. Like, yeah. and you were oh. so happy. And, you know, there was all this wonderful, and I'd never, you know, heard her so happy. I hadn't mm-hmm. actually seen her for a while and, and actually never met him. A really scary thing that yeah. people can have two sides. Yes. And they but, can have everyone fooled. Yeah. And maybe they are a lovely person on that side, but the other side of them. Oh, it's just horrendous. Is, and yeah. just the impact it's had on our kids as well. I mean, yeah. they had a lovely connection with him too. And so there's all this, you know. Grief and horrible stuff, but I can really see that they're, you know, paving their way out and it was really lovely to, to catch up and see mm. her and know that she's okay and, yeah. you know, and she'll get there, I, you know, but she's sworn herself off of dating apps. Yeah. She's like, I'm just not doing that again. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. It's very scary and, mm. you know, feel sorry for other men that are doing the right thing. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yep, yeah. But I think it's still, and I've said this before, it takes the good men to point it out to the blokes that are doing the wrong thing. And I think that's part of the See the Signs yeah. campaign as well is for those blokes to go, oh, really? Yeah. Check your wife's phone? That's oh, not that's okay. not okay. Oh, we just had to take a little break after that and go and watch the sunset and the boys on their motorbike and getting swept by a magpie. <laughs> and then we sat down and watched the news. I haven't watched the news for ages. Well, you said that before, so I thought we'll sit down and watch the news. Hmm. And I've got another business idea. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> I reckon we should go on Gogglebox. <laughs> yeah. Because we were nasty bitches while we watched the news. I, How yeah. can you pick shit in the How can, can you pick shit out of the news? Easy. Well, we did. We did. Poor Mike Smithson. See, don't, I, don't speak about him like that. He needs a new hairdresser. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Seven heads. That's not a good <laughs> word. Um, what else do we see? Oh, Wang Wang and Foony. Oh, I'd said... I think I've talked about yes, Wang Wang before and said, I believe he might be gay because he's not doing anything great. Well, I didn't realise their lease runs out in November. I didn't know they were on lease. I that, thought we had them. They're on lease. But, you know, how dare they just choose one one panda for her and vice versa. Like an arranged marriage. Yeah, he might be a complete nutter fuckwit. And, <laughs> yeah, She's they, not, I'm not into you. And they just said, uh, you know, maybe they just aren't compatible. No shit. 17 years. How long is it going to take? Mm. And I hope they just whoop, ship them off and get another couple. Yeah. Or, I don't know, turn the panda enclosure into something else. Yeah. Put rabbits in there. They breed. <laughs> Wasn't it strange? During the break, we 
we did finish off the bottle of champagne. But wasn't it strange when I just said, oh, I've just got this funny feeling, Melissa, that man didn't walk on the moon. And I am not into conspiracy theories, but I saw something and went, I'm starting to question that myself. Just a little bit. Oh, I know it was a weird, it's weird that you came up with that because I was like, I have thought about that because they haven't been back since 1969 and technology is so much better. Yeah. Because I have read something, they went up to the moon on the on less technology than we have in our mobile yeah. phones. Yeah. So, you know, what's the story there, NASA? We call bullshit. <laughs> well, we've got to go because we are, um, we're busy business women. <laughs> got a very busy evening. <laughs> I don't know why I need to talk like that. <laughs> Probably we just need to watch some more TV and pay the piss out of people, really. <laughs> um, but Father's Day this weekend. Mm, happy shit. Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Footy finals for us are in swing. Oh, yes. And that means it's spring and busy time. And I went into a shop the other day and there was Christmas stuff out. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Where was that? To number. And Christmas stuff already. It was like the magic cave in Wallers. <laughs> Fuck off, Wallers. That's crazy. Mm, mm. Yep. But you know what happens when it turns September 1? No. It just fucking rolls into one and it's Christmas. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>